Welcome to Small Talks, where we have small talks about a big God. I'm Crystal. Let's talk. There's a familiar phrase that has turned into a hashtag and meme. The phrase is, you had one job. I'm sure you've seen maybe those memes online or hashtags. This is a phrase that is used sarcastically when someone utterly fails at a job or responsibility. If you ever needed some comedic relief, just go on the internet and type in that phrase and you will have some really good laughs. One example that you may see is a picture of a filet fish sandwich from McDonald's. Now this sandwich seems pretty basic to make. I mean, there's a bun, a fish patty, right? And a slice of cheese and tartar sauce. Well, the picture that shows up with the hashtag you had one job has the sandwich assembled with the cheese on the outside of the bun. Can you imagine that? Yeah, that McDonald's worker had one job and they failed miserably. And I'm curious to know the story. I don't know if they were distracted or just didn't understand the assignment, but whatever it was, they didn't succeed at their one job. The title of this devotional today is called, You Have One Job. As Christians, the Bible says that our life mission boils down to one thing. And I don't know about you, but I want to get it right. I want to do it well. I don't want my one job to be left undone. I want to hear at the end of my life, well done, my good and faithful servant. Now, some of you guys are thinking like, okay, Crystal, what is this one job that you're talking about? Well, Matthew 28 gives us our job description as Christians. Verses 19 and 20 says, Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to follow all that I commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. Simply put, our one job is to make disciples. So what does it mean to make disciples? Some of you may be picturing the guy on the corner with the megaphone yelling, repent for the kingdom of God is near. Well, that's one way to get the job done, but most of us probably wouldn't apply for that position. If you look back at Matthew 28, verses 19 to 20, I want to zoom in on the verbs that are used in this passage so that we could greater understand what we are to do. Our first instruction is to make. Make what? Disciples. The word disciples literally means Jesus followers in this context. Now, as you know, it is a process to make anything in life. And the same is true with making disciples. Check out the process. It's laid out right here for us in this passage. So first, think about it. Before you can make disciples and teach people to follow Jesus, they have to hear the gospel, right? And realize their need for a savior. So sharing the gospel with non-believers is a huge part of living out this mission of making disciples. Let me pause here. When is the last time you've shared your faith to someone who doesn't believe? I recently realized that I haven't shared the gospel intentionally in a very long time. I thought deeper about it and I found that one huge barrier to me sharing the gospel is that I'm not around a lot of non-believers. I work, live, and play with Christians and it's so easy to get comfortable with our Christian friends and live in our Christian bubbles. But I want to challenge us to think about ways we can put ourselves around people who do not believe. Is there a place that you can volunteer? Are there meetups in your area that you can become a part of so that you can begin to rub shoulders with non-believers? 
Christmas. Okay, so sharing the gospel is a huge element to making disciples. The same verse, verse 19, goes on to say, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. This is one huge part of the Great Commission of, of our job description that we tend to ignore and don't think about as our responsibility. See, after someone becomes a Christian and understands their decision that they've made, baptism should follow. And baptism is simply a person making a public declaration of their faith. And as disciple makers, it is our job to facilitate and encourage believers to make a public declaration of their faith through baptism. Now, lastly, y'all, verse 20 says, teaching them to follow all that I commanded you. This is Jesus talking here in this verse. And it says that we ought to teach people to follow the commandments of God. So it doesn't matter if you think you have the gift of teaching or not. You're called, it's your job description to teach others to follow the word of God. Teaching in a discipleship sense looks like maybe doing a Bible study with someone or taking them through a discipleship curriculum. Well, that is a very direct way to disciple and it's very effective. I am a product of this type of discipleship, but I also want you to see we are always teaching with our lives. There are always people watching and the way we live our lives either is going to model how to live according to God's word or it's either gonna model how to live contrary to God's word. So what is your life teaching the world? Is it teaching them how to live according to or contrary to God's word? You have one job, folks, and that is to make disciples. There is a story about a lady that is called Mother Gilmore. She took the job of making disciples seriously. She was an older lady that worked at a school in the inner city, and she would persistently share the gospel with a young teacher aide. She often told her about Jesus and invited her to church. This young teacher aide became a mother as a teenager. She ended up getting married as a young girl and endured a lot of challenges in life. Even when this young teacher aide would reject the gospel and not accept the invitations to church, Mother G, I'm gonna call her, never gave gave up. She kept showing up to work every day and lived her life according to God's word. Eventually, God worked on that young lady's heart and she came into a relationship with Jesus and joined Mother G's church. Now, I just told you the story about the lady who shared the gospel with my grandmother, Gloria Roberson. Because Mother Gilmore shared the gospel with her, she became a God-fearing mother to my mom. And my mom eventually became a believer in Jesus, and the rest is history. Mother Gilmore's one act of obedience of making disciples impacted three generations and counting. Friends, we have one job. We have much work to do. So think about it. How can you create time and space in your schedule to live out this great commission of making disciples?